You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, all you freaks and geeks out there. This is Bradley Martin, and there ain't no better town I've ever been to than the listener's town. Not totally flipped it because I'm a heel. Your town sucks, and so does your local sports team. And I'll be talking about a show called Heels, which is a show about a wrestling organization, The Duff, which has two brothers leading it. Trying to keep their father's legacy alive, he passed away. And how they're going to do that is really up in the air because they have to compete against a dystopia wrestling league, which honestly isn't great, but has way more money than any wrestling league ever could possibly need. Stephen Emil is Jack Spade, the leader of this organization and the script writer, a showrunner of the wrestling, as they call it. And his brother, Alexander Ludwig, who is playing Ace Spade, is the face. With this other organization trying to crush them, these two brothers need to find a way to work together to keep their father's legacy alive. And it tells the story almost like in a Friday Night Lights way, but more violent and more adult, of how sports and sports entertainment can change and uplift us all. Now, I am not a wrestling encyclopedia, but I have three of those with me today. Someone who always stays K-fabulous. Ray is with us. Hello. Hello, hello. And we have someone who takes off all the turnbuckles. That crazy monster of a man to injure the face of his opponents. Uh, Neil is with us. Hello, all. And her signature move is so spectacular. She can only do it at WrestleMania once every two years. Jordan is with us. Thank you. And how confident you are that I wouldn't suddenly just be released by WWE in their spring cleaning to do that. (laughs) Also, you call that a fucking promo? Uh, Cheap heat? You're never going to get over with that. No, I didn't think so. That's why I kind of bailed there at the end. And that's something about this show as well, you know. Why is someone a face? Why is someone a heel? What is good storytelling when it's pageantry through violence? I'm so glad the three of you are here with me today. This show often very much confused me. Very confused about how these wrestlers treated each other. And when I looked into it, a lot of people who I also know are wrestling fans were like, yeah, you know, it happens. What I consider an ultimate betrayal and horrible character flaw. And a lot of people who love wrestling were all like, well, I mean, it's a dick move, but I wouldn't call it 
a betrayal in character flaw. Mind blown. As you can hear, I am being very vague, though, not getting into spoilers. So I'm leaving it to you three here. What did you all think of Heels, the series about wrestlers? Fictional series. Oh, yes, yes. of course. I will say <laughs> I actually really enjoyed this season. Uh, I, I, I guess really the only other series you could compare it to right now, or I guess in the past tense, would be uh, Netflix's Glow. And while... Yeah, oh, yeah, while that was a bit more of a comedic look at the actual gorgeous ladies of wrestling, you know, it still did take a look at the more serious uh, side of pro wrestling. This one, more straightforward drama, and I actually really like the respect and reverence wrestling is given, but also even realizing, yeah, this is kind of fucking absurd. Yeah, Overall, I think it's a very neatly done show and i'm gonna be right with you jordan i really enjoyed it as well and i do think that they have a lot of reverence uh, for the subject matter that they're taking on but you've also have that layer of some very serious family drama and let me tell you there's some <laughs> there's some drama going on here but you have those relationships outside of the ring with uh, not only the family that's in the business, but parts of the family that are not in this wrestling business. And so I thought on both sides of that, when we're in the ring and when we're not in the ring, I thought the show was handled really well. And I would agree. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's either wrestling or Stephen Amell that would draw one to this show, but I think it really played out the family drama of the brothers of... And we've said legacy a bunch and we get it through the season of really the dad did this and why the dad's absence happened and what it's created that void is created. And I mean, one thing Bradley said, the joy, I don't feel these characters really, they, our two main characters don't really enjoy it, but it's all they know. So they're going full tilt into it um, because it's, it's what they know best, and as and it is the family business, and that's part of the of the drama of what should they do and what can they do, and how far do you take it? Because we even see that tension between Jack Spade and his wife of how far does this really go before you call it quits or change something up radically to save yourself, to save the family, to save the business, that you don't go down with a sinking ship. And I think all of that was played out really well, and I'm I'm hopeful they get a second season because they just got going, and we're not really left with a cliffhanger, but there's still dangling threads of these stories, and you want to see more of it. Um, I think the vast amount of characters were given a lot to do, with one exception. I think Stacy Spade, the wife, is probably the least well-drawn character at times. Uh, I think she's the weakest just because how they ended up doing it where she kind of comes across like she just knew of this or got into this a year ago, which we know that's not true because they have a young son, but she kind of seems very like <sighs> very already tired and tuckered out and of this side gig, this hobby he may have. And it, I just, they didn't quite nail her for me. Well, that's Allison Luff as Stacy Spade. And... Yeah, I'm with Neil on that. She was honestly the least developed character. Uh, I mean, really, 
there was only something of an arc coming for her towards the end, especially just mostly in the finale, which was excellently well done. One of my favorite episodes of TV this year so far. Later on, it seems like, okay, yeah, Jack is invested in this reluctantly, and Ace just really got, yeah, Ace was really just sucked into it. Well, we don't know that yet, because we see a flashback of Ace's promise in football, and that's where the dad's pushing, and then we're, where we're at now, of Ace has this, what the dream he wants out of wrestling, the joy he'll get out is being loved, and that's not where it's going, but we don't know yet why there's that gap of why didn't, you know, you can only assume, I'm assuming, his grades fucked him over, but we don't know yet. I think that's something they'll explore of why he ended up where he's at. Exactly. I was just going to mimic you there. I'll bury the lead and say I didn't understand a lot about this show, but absolutely I would watch and hope that there will be a second second season here. And one of my points is maybe I don't quite understand this show. As Allison Luff playing Stacy Spade in the penultimate episode in the finale I'm so sorry, guys, but I'm 100% on her side. I'm thinking the whole time, what are you doing, Jack? You're sabotaging your own family for a dream that your dad maybe had? And as we explore more about the father, wow, interesting turn. A swerve, as it were. Yeah, a swerve. A, A very shocking character study and i will say i i was expecting a lot of the pitfalls of wrestling like some of the more sad some of the sadder stories of wrestling to be reflected in this show and in one instance of the opening of episode four which oh watching that after the dark side of the ring episode about the plane ride from hell oh that is just mm. massively poor or good timing. I don't know which way you want to see it. And it, do, it this does explore a lot of the, you know, of what makes wrestling great, of, uh, you know, of the highs and the lows. And what I will say is the wrestling on this show is actually so well done and brilliantly choreographed and nicely filmed. Well, and one of the things that I was glad to see in this show is yes we do have some darker things going on and i think we're going to get into some even more dark things if we get a season two uh because i think we're going to get a lot more background but i was glad to see that even though we're talking about some small regional um wrestling promotions that we still got some really strong female characters, even though some of us, you know, and I, and I tend to agree with you guys. I think, unfortunately, you know, Jack's wife is one of the one that's not very well drawn and, and doesn't get a lot, a lot of good things to do, but boy, Mary McCormick's Willie. And, you know, you've Kelly got Berglund. Uh, Kelly Berglund as crystal, man, I really was happy to see that there were at least, you know, a couple of strong female characters here because as those of us who are fans of wrestling know, you know, there are a lot of strong female wrestlers and that has happened over time and it's gotten better and better and better. And I was kind of afraid that this show was going to be nothing but a sausage fest and they were going to forget about the women. 
especially since it was a small promotion we were dealing with. But we have some great women characters here. I really, really like Mary McCormick. Oh, yeah. She, 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 she's the business partner of Jack and pretty much runs things from the gorilla position, which is, you know, near the entranceway. She's essentially a stable version of Vince McMahon. <laughs> I don't know that that's that hard to have a stable, but but, but yeah, McCormick oh, is great, especially with uh, the uh, her her relationship with Stephen Amell, who actually has some wrestling experience from Ring of Honor and uh, pretty much the precursor to All Elite Wrestling, All In, that big indie event, and yeah, even in the WWE at uh, SummerSlam 2015. I was very intrigued to see that they actually leaned into that. And, well, I'd also like to say, God damn you, AEW, because I was going to make the joke that, oh, a TV show finally got CM Punk back into wrestling, but, ah, you bastards. ML did it first. Although I actually did enjoy <laughs> CM Punk's turn as uh, Ricky Rabies. I had no idea he was he was a, a phenomenal I had no idea he could act. I know a lot of wrestlers, uh, when transitioning to, into acting, usually don't have speaking roles and just kind of nod and look big. He was phenomenal. Uh, Neil, you well, were going to say. Don't watch the girl on the third floor. Don't break that myth. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, we've all talked about it's that respect. If this had been about a small-town newspaper or a small-town car dealership, but they knew the business – and respected it instead of we've seen shows that try to be about nerds or geeks or video game companies or a coffee shop and they just throw stereotypes out constantly but the show didn't do that they had someone that had been a lifelong fan and understood it but also wasn't going to just show the shiny side of it um and i think that would have worked with anything they had done here because they respected it and told the story from all the different angles where actually I would see Willie as more of like a more reasonable, but battle scarred Kevin Dunn because she's more of the producer, not a Mel is the McMahon version because he controls and decides so much with some input. Willie just goes along and maybe pokes at him a little bit, but make sure all the trains keep on schedule and all the wrestlers are in place. Yeah. And Willie actually keeps, uh, would actually keep consistent stabilized cuts. <coughs> Don, look, yeah. it's really hard watching <laughs> WWE sometimes because you don't because there's way too many cuts. That's shaky cam, man. They they shake the camera on impacts. Um, but overall, yeah, they did so well with everything because I think they respected it. They respected trying to tell a family drama, a small town. We didn't get a bunch of stare, and I grew up. Outside of the small town, not even in the small town, on a farm outs, and they didn't throw those stereotypes out there. They didn't throw the wrestling stereotypes out there. They stayed away from that and and told a good story, but kept those elements part of it without lowering themselves to just a <laughs> joke here and there or right. wrestling's this or wrestling's that. No, they didn't. They respected every part yeah. of their 
One story thing I telling. gotta love is how sparse they they don't try to overload everything. Uh, like every episode with insider terminology and so it's like I do like the opening where there's a match going on and we see that Jack is scripting it out. And uh, you know, the process process of how to properly do an elbow drop and and I even liked during the Jack Spade Ricky Rabies match where it's like, ah shit, I blew my knee. All right, time to go home, which is pretty much like, all right, let's get our shit in. We gotta wrap <laughs> this up. And I also really like the match variety because I just thought, okay, well maybe we'll get a couple gimmick matches here. There, no, we got a battle royal, a cage match, and a fucking ladder match throughout this season, and it's amazing. Yeah, we need to wind this down and get to our final thoughts. Ray, would you lead us, please? We're pretty much on the same page with the show. And we are all hoping it's a season two. I have no idea why there has not been an announcement yet. And believe me, I have scoured the internet and Stephen Abel's Facebook page and you name it, trying to figure out why nobody has uh, decided to give this a season two yet. But I sure hope they do. Uh, it's It's a really good dramatic show both in the ring and out of the ring and even if you don't know that much about wrestling you're going to appreciate the other things that this show has to offer and i think you're going to appreciate the acting and the characters here i mean one that we didn't even talk about at all um is chris bauer's portrayal of of wild bill and of course wild bill is kind of your your typical what you think of as that big excessive wwe type wrestler you know and he's been there and done that and he may be slightly you know slightly on the other side of the hill here but he's not gonna retire and he's definitely got some flaws god knows he's got flaws but they also imbue that character with enough of a story and enough of a character arc that he doesn't come off just strictly as a stereotype of of that kind of wrestler and I hope more people go out and, and watch season one. I hope we get a season two. I, I hope stars keeps pushing this and I'm going to give this, I'm going to give the first season nine out of 10 elbow drops. Woo. Neil. Uh, for anyone that was a fan of true blood, Chris Bauer's wild bill is like when Andy's on V because he played Andy on it's just that's him the whole season just jacked up on V through and through uh yeah like I said it was a Mel and and wrestling that piqued my interest but first episode was like all right this is already really good and got some depth it's not just gonna be uh an insider's guide or a newbie's introduction to wrestling it was setting up to tell and you could even really thinly draw like a little bit of Shakespearean level with the family drama of learning how this unfolds of betrayals and connections. And with Willie and Wild Bill, you kind of see two grizzled old veterans of the business, but they went completely different paths. And they started in the same place. We find that out. But Willie stayed local on the amateur level, you could say, and Wild Bill went to the major leagues. And now they've both ended up right back at the same place again. And 
I'm hopeful for a season two as well. I think I think Stars is one of those that's notoriously bad of waiting a long time before they say anything. But I'm going to give it nine out of ten leather jackets. Leather vests, I mean. Because they're all the rage. Oh, yeah. Jordan. I love it. Uh, Amel and Ludwig help really carry the series. Uh, I absolutely love this ensemble. Uh, it's incredible. Uh I mean this. I mean, hell, this this series got won me just by saying a hurricane rana being used in a fucking actual street fight, not a wrestling street fight stipulation, but like an actual fucking brawl. Uh, and the choreography, the stunt work, the uh interconnected stories—they they all blend together so well. It is incredible and yes uh be you uh, a lifelong wrestling fan or someone who's maybe just getting into it or even a lapsed fan i know plenty of those and know a lot of that story and hell i've had my time as a lapsed fan uh it is certainly worth watching and it is engaging so i will give this nine out of ten Trips to Dick Kick City. Woo! I'd hate to be the mayor of that place. Well, it's better than Suplex City, which is run by Brock Lesnar. Indeed. <laughs> I haven't been a wrestling fan in a long time. I've caught some New Japan matches lately and some AEW. For this, it's a rough watch. And definitely not something you can just turn on and leave, especially if you have kids running around. There is a nude scene in every single episode, and they're not even creative. It's almost the exact same scene. Ace Spade enters a room without a shirt, and a lady walks in and is like, you're hot, and jumps on him. And that's it. It is crazy how much Stephen Amell and Alexander Ludwig look like they should be wrestlers, though. I know that a big fan of Stephen Amell as a stuntman and as a actor because he always dedicates pretty much his whole body to a performance. I'm shocked he's not an actual wrestler, because he looks like he loves it during those sequences. His whole character changes as if he is going into this separate persona, even though he says he keeps it kayfabe. I think that Kelly Berglund, as Crystal, shocked that her character slowly, step-by-step, each episode became almost one of the foundations of this whole show succeeding. This was a rough watch for me again, though, because for me, guys, apologies, I get kind of sad when someone's feelings are hurt. And episode one, out the gate, this show does something repulsive to another human being emotionally and mentally, and that upset me so much. I thought the following episode would be the fallout of the entire family, and there would be no more organization, and it would blow up. But the way these men took it, they were like, yeah, that was a dick move. I guess we move on. But by the finale, I was applauding and cheering and being like, please let this happen. This is an absolute must if you are a wrestling fan. Uh, For the rest of us, if you've ever been a wrestling fan, watch this and it'll actually make you remember being a kid rooting on your favorite wrestler, whether it was Bret Hart Uh, Stone Cold, The Rock, of course, John Cena. It's wonderful how this show ends up. 
So I hope there's a season two as well. I'm going to give it seven out of ten unscripted maneuvers you should never do. Why does that happen so often? Why isn't it illegal for these men and women to go off script, you guys? Because that's going into business for yourself, and that's bullshit. Now, remember, people, do not uh, work yourself into a shoot and then shoot yourself into a work. That's good advice for life, period.